just got three things to say. God bless our troops. God bless America. And gentlemen, start your This is In The Zone, your home for Solana Sports Talk. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. On 1150 KSAL and 106.7 FM. That is a disgusting act. Personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. Now, here's the host of your show, Jackson Schneider. What is up? Welcome in to In The Zone today here on Sports Radio 1150 KSAL 106.7 on the FM dial. Jackson Schneider here with you as always. And today we've got some news. Some big time news to talk about. Big things happened yesterday. Huge, huge earth shattering things. The government confirmed that aliens are real. There was a... a congressional hearing where people under oath were saying that they had direct knowledge of UFOs and that the United States had UFOs in their possession and that they have biologics of non-human organisms as well and they're trying to you know get to know these things better and and they've had these this knowledge since like the 1930s all that craziness happened and yet That is not the lead story today. That has been now thrown on the back burner because of one guy named Brett. Brett Yormark, the Big 12 commissioner, is on one. And he's been on one since he took over last year. You remember back at last year's Big 12 football media days, he gave his opening remarks and said that the Big 12 was open for business. And nobody really knew at that time what that meant, but there had been a lot of rumblings because UCLA and USC had announced that they were going to be moving to the Big Ten in 2024. And what what did that mean for the Pac-12? And what, what were they going to do? What did that mean for the Big 12? Was the Big 12 going to then be, be cannibalized after Texas and Oklahoma then moved to the SEC? Well, the Big 12 counters by adding four new teams. And all of a sudden, late last night, the Big 12 adds another. The Colorado Buffaloes are coming Home. They're coming back to the Big 12 Conference after a 12-year hiatus from its original conference home, all the way back to like the Big 8, Big 6 days, all that, that time ago. Colorado, welcome home, man. You have found a, a perfect landing spot. The Buffaloes were tired of the floundering. They were tired of the uncertainty. Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyovkov has been kicking the can down the road in trying to secure the Pac-12's newest media rights agreement. And it continually gets delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed until finally he basically uses this wonky like press strategy at the Pac-12 media days the other day where he says, Basically, like, you haven't heard of anything because we've got some really good options, you know, behind the curtain, so to speak. Like, things that the public doesn't know about. Well, that's obviously not true. 
anybody can see through that. If there was a really good deal to be had, it would have been done already. They would have pinned it in into effect and tried to keep this teetering, rocking ship in rough seas stable. But Colorado is sick. They, they decide, hey, we're coming back to the Big 12. The Big 12 has put together their media rights contract with ESPN and Fox on a pro rata basis, which means with every new member, the financial amount that ESPN and Fox pays the Big 12 conference grows proportionally. So it's expected around $32, $33 million a year for all the Big 12's member schools. And you add Colorado, that doesn't change. It's not that everybody's slice of the pie gets smaller. It stays the same size. The pie just gets bigger as a total. It's genius. And nobody really knew about that clause to this media rights agreement. But Colorado says this is perfect. This is our safety boat. You know, we can we can hop in this and it'll be safe and secure. It's it's a fan base set that we've we've been around forever. You know, we've we've been away, but we're coming back. It's a comfortable setting. Geographically, it makes a little bit more sense in a lot of cases with Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, like all those schools that they were familiar with. It's all good. But now it begs to question, the Big 12 will be at 13 teams. That's an odd number. That doesn't work. So who's next? The Big 12 certainly can't sit at 13. That doesn't it doesn't work. That that math ain't mathin', right? So who's next? Thinking back several weeks, months in the past here recently, the Big 12 has been linked to the four corner schools like Colorado, obviously, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. Those are your four corner schools. But right now, nobody seems to know what's next. There was a report last night from Aaron Torres, who is a relatively noteworthy, trustworthy reporter in the sports sphere uh, on the East Coast, that he expects UConn to be next. And if you remember correctly, a while back in basketball season, or right after basketball season, UConn and Gonzaga were both linked to potentially meeting with the Big 12 Conference to beef up the, the league especially for basketball. And I think that would be massive. It would be huge to go to the East Coast. You get some some counterweight geographically, right, for UCF and for West Virginia and for Cincinnati so that there's at least someone a little bit closer so that they're not flying across the entire country week in and week out to play games on a Wednesday night or on a Saturday in football, whatever. You get my point. It makes more sense to go that way. But the other side to that coin is if the Big 12 is able to pry away one more Pac-12 member like an Arizona or, God forbid, an Oregon or Washington, the Pac-12 as we know it will collapse. This is knocking down you know, wall number one. If you can knock down a second huge load-bearing wall to this conference— it's over, man. They will be left just completely lost, and all of the rest of the league will then abandon ship and hop to the next best option that they can find, which in a lot of cases will be likely the Big 12 Conference. 
So this is the time now for Brett Yormark to continue his aggressive take to try and keep prying away some of these Pac-12 members who are just looking for stability that George Klyovkov cannot provide right now. There have been a, a ridiculous amount of reports of how of when this next big uh, Pac-12 media rights agreement is going to come out, and it never has. Like they, they are heading right into the final year of that grant of rights agreement with nothing in sight. And with that uncertainty, if you've got to jump into a new league, you have to figure that out like a year in advance. You have to. And that is part of why, if you remember back when we were right at Big 12 Media Days just a couple short weeks ago, that San Diego State report came in. How they you know, may or may not have given advance notice to the Mountain West office. That they were going to be jumping to to or leaving the conference and reportedly jumping to the Pac-12, but then the Pac-12 was like, "Now hold on, like we can't extend you that invitation until we have our grant of rights agreement secured." But that put San Diego State in a bind, and then they had to you know double back to the Mountain West and say, "No, no, no, we didn't tell you we were leaving. We were telling you that we might leave, so you can't kick us out. You still have to give us all our media agreement. We don't have to pay you our exit fee. We're not leaving yet." But all of these pieces are starting to come together. It makes this picture make so much more sense now. And I bet you San Diego State is pissed. I bet you a lot of these Pac-12 members are pissed. Because they should have an agreement in writing for multiple millions of dollars annually already. It should be signed, sealed, delivered by now. It is the end of the month of July. Football begins being played for the 2023 season in less than a month now. And they still don't know what they're doing. And if that continues for much longer, watch out. The Big 12 is clearly the aggressor here. And why not? Two years ago, they were seen as the weaker group. The, the, the conference that was going to be poached by the Pac-12 and by other conferences because Oklahoma and Texas were leaving. Brett Yormark has entirely flipped that script and gone on the offensive and has come up clearly better for it with the new additions of BYU and Cincinnati and UCF and Houston. And now getting Colorado back, this league is looking good. It's looking strong. And I don't think that's going to to change anytime soon. There have been other reports of Pac-12 CEOs and athletics directors and, and you know department heads all having big meetings to kind of like Put assess the situation and what they're going to do next because you know they're they have to find an answer and they have to find an answer now. And I would almost be willing to guarantee you that if Brett Yormark and the Big 12 have call, talked to Colorado and have already pre approved Colorado's return to the conference, that's not the only school they've talked to. There's no chance because it doesn't make any sense to have a 13. Members, An odd number doesn't make any sense. None at all. So somebody, whether it's UConn, or whether it's Arizona, or Utah, or Washington, Oregon, Stanford, I don't care. Somebody else 
is getting attention from the Big 12 Conference right now. And I cannot wait to learn more about this situation. We're going to dedicate a ton of the show tomorrow to figuring all this out and laying it out and trying to predict and and discuss what this means for the future of the Big 12 Conference, for the future of college athletics. And uh, it's going to be a blast. But I I need a little time to to let this story kind of simmer, see what happens and see what happens the rest of today because there are meetings and applications supposed to be submitted by Colorado officially to the Big 12 today. And once we know more about that, <laughs> then then we can talk tomorrow. Uh, but I've got some great Big 12 football media days audio that uh, I'm going to play for you today. It's the last of the crop that we have. We'll visit in just a, a little bit in our next segment with two Houston football players, Jack Freeman and Patrick Paul. And then we'll also check in with Grayson Grunhafer from Sikkim365 to talk a little bit about the Baylor Bears as well. It's going to be a ton of fun, uh, so make sure you stick with us. And uh, if you missed the show yesterday, it was awesome. We talked to Cincinnati Athletics Director John Cunningham, also the college football guru himself, Phil Steele, from the Phil Steele College Football Preview Magazine. So check our Spotify out. If you missed that, give it a listen, give it a like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And uh, we'll continue building this show into the one of the best local sports talk shows in Central Kansas. We are the only local sports talk show here in Salina, Kansas, and I'm glad to be here with you on a busy, busy day, but we got to take our first break. When we come back again, we'll visit with some Houston Cougar offensive linemen. You're listening to In the Zone on Sports Radio 1150 KSAL and 106.7 FM. To in the zone today here on Sports Radio 1150 KSAL. Our show today brought to you by In My Home, the home health division of OCCK, your local provider for skilled nursing, home health aid, physical speech, and occupational therapy, and it's all provided in the comfort of your home. Choose In My Home as your home health provider for quality health services. Next on our to-do list for today's show is to revisit some audio from Big 12 Football Media Days. This is the last of the stuff we've got for you today, our last few interviews here. But uh, let's get to some audio from athletes. As I got to sit down, these were some of the very first interviews that I had done down in Dallas, but uh, I visited with two offensive linemen from the University of Houston, Patrick Paul and Jack Freeman. Very large, large human beings, as you would expect Division One offensive linemen to be, but very fun interviews, good guys that uh, really seem to just enjoy the experience of being at Media Day and getting to kind of take it all in, all the sights, the sounds, and getting in front of cameras and microphones and all that fun stuff. So let's get to know the Houston Cougars just a little bit better. First up, offensive lineman Patrick Paul, and then we'll follow that up with his offensive line counterpart, their center, Jack Freeman. Welcome back to Big 12 Football Media Days here at AT AT&T Stadium in Dallas. Jackson Schneider on In the Zone today, joined by Houston offensive lineman Patrick Paul. You guys... New guys in the league, right? How does it feel to be here? To your, your day one of Big 12 Media Days, you guys are the main event right off the rip, the first team through the door. What does that mean to you guys? 
I mean, it's great. Honestly, this is an insane stadium and insane set up, uh, setup. You know, honestly, it's kind of just eye-opening. This is kind of amazing. Never been a part of a media day, so, you know, just excited to see what the day holds. It's it's kind of a, a crazy spectacle. Last year was my first one here at this one, and I was starstruck, like walking in, looking at everything. Was that kind of your moment when you walk through the tunnel and see it all? I'm not going to lie a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> being being a, a Houston guy and, and playing for, for the Cougars and being in the state of Texas, does it kind of hit a little different to be in the Cowboys stadium? Yeah, it definitely does. You know, my teams are the Cowboys and the Texans, so, yeah, it's definitely. I like it's it. Definitely different. Yeah, I, so I'm actually a Chiefs fan. I'm from Kansas, okay. so that's how it is for me. But my dad recently moved here to Dallas, so I've kind of become a Cowboys fan just mm-hmm. kind of through that. So it's it's not bad. It's, it's kind not. of cool to come be here. I know the Cowboys get a bad rep sometimes just because everybody loves to hate them. Mm-hmm. But like you get in here, you can't not you love can't it. not love it. It's yeah. amazing. Man. <laughs> well, Patrick, let's let's talk a little bit about you and, and your team. You're a two-time All AAC First Team honoree the last couple of years, and you're the first Houston offensive lineman to do th- to do that since 2010, 2011. Does is that like a point of pride? Did you know that? Uh, I think I did. I saw it somewhere. Um, but is it a point of pride? Yeah. You know, it's definitely something to, you know, look back at and be like, okay, yeah, I did that. But, you know, now we're into another season. So you just got to keep your head down and keep working. Let's get a third one, you know. Yeah, so Absolutely. This one would be a little different, right? New league. It'd yeah. be first year in the league, first year to earn uh, something like You'd be one of the first Houston Cougars ever to earn that award. Is that something that might drive you this season? It will, you know, de- definitely, definitely will. Now let's let's talk about your team. I mean, 8-5 and five last year. You win a bowl game. You, you guys are on the up and up. You're winning. And now you get this new challenge of coming to the Big 12. And there are some folks I've been hearing that aren't sure you guys are quite ready. I'm, I'm pretty sure just in seeing you, you're, you're ready to prove those guys wrong. Yeah, you know, we definitely are. We're going into this, you know, new league with a chip on our shoulder, definitely. So, you know, going into fall camp, that's going to be the emphasis. You know, we see the, you know, we see what the media thinks. And all that matters is everyone in that locker room is on the same page. So. Now, last year, like I mentioned, you, you went 8-5 and five and won the Independence Bowl. But I was looking back, and three of your guys' five losses last year were by one score or less. Does that eat at you? Because I know in my dealings with other athletes, the close losses are the ones that kind of drive them the most. Is that something that's helped you? You know, like we're, we're one yard here, one play there, one score there away from 9, 10, 11 wins, and, and t- people talking a lot differently about you coming into the Big 12 this year. Yeah, you know, I definitely hate losing. So those games, every single game we lost, I didn't like. Um, I think that those games kind of, you know, they teach you a lesson after the, you know, the season's over. You can, you know, look back and reflect and, you know, going into the offseason, you really have to harp on finishing and, you know, relying on your brother next to you. And I think if everyone's on the same page, that's how you make those differences from well, those games. Well, I, I know the leader of your group is going to make sure you guys are on the same page. And it, Dana Holgerson has a, a really good reputation as being, you know, a leader and, and just a, a all-around great coach. I mean, I think I was reading he's got 149 wins as a head coach, which is not an easy thing to do mm-hmm. in college football. So what's it like to play for Coach Holgerson, and how has he kind of molded you and this team into being Big 12 ready? Uh, you know, so I've been there with him since day one, since we both, you know, we both came to Houston at the same exact time. So, uh, you know, I think he's a great coach and, a, you know, a great mentor leader. So, 
we've built that relationship throughout these four years that I've been here, four and a half years now that I've been here. So going into the Big 12 with him as my head coach, you know, it's just another task that we got to handle, you know. Awesome. Well, last few things I like to go, I call it three and out. And I know you're an offensive lineman, so you hate going three and out. Yeah. But I'm gonna, it's just three fun questions, and I'll get you on your way because I know you're going to be busy with interviews all day long. So Let's first question, you're a Houston guy, Texas guy. Convince me why Whataburger is better than In-N-Out. Oh, I got you quick. Oh, In-N-Out's fries, disgusting. <laughs> Not good at all. Whataburger's top three fries in America. So that's number one. Number two, I mean, the burgers, they're good. They're all right. But Whataburger, bigger burger, you get more bang for your buck. You know, their milkshakes, they're cool or whatever, but Whataburgers are better. Their sizes of drinks are better, you know, so <laughs> just basically the whole aesthetic. Like, I like it. In and out, they make you dress all crazy and stuff. You see their workers, you yeah. know, Whataburger <laughs> doesn't make you do that. So I got you there. Per you, you've convinced me. I, I, I passed you. about a million on the drive down here, so I'm already leaning towards visiting. I've only been a couple times, but got to go gotta hear it out from the Texas guys, mm -hmm. you know, why it's worth it. Next question. What Big 12 stadium are you looking forward to playing in the most? Uh, I would say UT, but they're at, we're at home with them. So, um, Baylor. Baylor. I heard Baylor has a nice setup, so yeah. I want to go see it. Hey, I, Take that's, over. It's pretty much brand new. I think it's like four or five years old. I've never been there, but it definitely looks good on TV. So mm -hmm. I'm with you on that one. So last question, and then I'll send you on your way. What is the number one thing that you have to work on to make sure your team ends up back here in December? And uh, being, you know, more of a vocal leader, being a better leader for my team um, and, you know, being consistent on the field, you know, keeping that aggression all four quarters, every single snap. I like it. Patrick, thank you so much for the time, man. Welcome to the Big 12. We're glad to have you. Hey, thank you. All right. Patrick Paul, offensive lineman for the Houston Cougars, brought to you on In the Zone today by... Credit Union of America. Open a Credit Union of America checking account and get your paycheck up to two days early. Visit Credit Union of America at 582 South Ohio to learn more today. Radio 1150 KSAL Jackson Schneider at Big 12 Media Days here in Arlington at AT&T Stadium. Joined now by Houston center Jack Freeman, a guy who started all 13 games last year for the Cougars, a bull win, eight wins in a season, and kind of like a, as I look back, like a trampoline kind of season. Launches you into a new league, new momentum. Does that is that how you look at last year and what it can kind of carry you into? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're really excited for this year. Uh, you know, just really honestly, looking back at last year, we're just trying to take the things that, you know, prevented us from, uh, you know, being where we want to be and using those uh, to drive us to, you know, be better this year. And one of the things that we were trying to focus on that we weren't uh, very good at last year is being just a disciplined team. Uh, you know, knocking out a lot of penalties that we uh, had last year. And, you know, we're trying to focus on that right now and try to focus on that back in the spring. And just hopefully, you know, uh, let that, you know, carry over to the season. Now, I talked to 
your offensive line counterpart, Patrick Paul, just a little bit ago, and we were talking about how three of your guys' five losses last year were by one possession or less. It's just that small margin of error. You know, you hear football's a game of inches, a game of those small mistakes like you mentioned. Is that part of why that's one of the bigger focuses, just cleaning those small things up, and maybe that could be the, the big difference? For sure. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's our biggest thing right now is, you know, focusing on the, on, on the little things. I mean, all, that all starts with, you know, simple things like the locker room, cleaning up your trash, pushing in your chairs, uh, being respectful, uh, you know, like toes behind the line. Simple things like that can go a long way. People don't understand that until they have to understand it. Now, I'm reading this, and, and forgive me because I didn't know this coming in, but in your time as an offensive lineman, as a, as a center, you've only allowed five sacks in over 1,000 snaps. Is that 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 seems like it's blowing my mind. It, it, you seem like yeah, that, it's just my job, right? Is that is that kind of how you you take it, or is that like a point of pride to have not allowed hardly any? I mean, honestly, my biggest goal is just to not allow any, because you know, like the quarterback, you should be treated like your mother. You know, you don't want anybody touching her, right? So why would I want anybody touching him? That's our biggest goal. Us five guys up up there acting as one. You know, just you know, it's like five fingers on a hand. You know, all of us got to work together. And um, if one guy messes up, then it can really mess up the whole play. So, you know, it's just, it goes with, you know, all five of us just trusting each other. And, um, I, you know, I, I trust the guys next to me and they trust me. Uh, but, you know, that's been my biggest goal, especially this year, not to allow any sacks. Because uh, that's been my biggest focus point, actually, is, you know, being able to anchor down and hold my own, especially one-on-one -on -one individual plays. When, when you're one-on-one -on -one rep, that's my biggest goal. I like it. Now, you guys are new to the Big 12 Conference, but the guy just over to your left here, he's not new to it. He's coming, kind of coming back. Has he prepared you at all for what to expect, what the Big 12 is like, and kind of told you what you're in for this fall? Oh, yeah. Coach Hulk has been preaching this, you know, since we officially, you know, honestly, since last year uh, ended. Um, you know, I mean, just like you said, he's been there before, so he knows. Uh, you know, we got a little glimpse of it, you know, playing Texas Tech, playing Kansas. You know, some really solid teams, some really good opponents. And we, you know, we're able to be like, okay, we got to, like, you know, buckle up and, you know, be a, be a disciplined team, seriously, and um, know what to expect and look for. And that's what he's really, you know, kind of uh, prepared us for. And, you know, our, just like I was saying before, um, we started this new uh, coach, Coach Bauer, our strength coach, we started this new um, uh, trench warfare, which is uh, – our new type of uh, summer workouts program, and it's honestly up the ante. It's up. It's it's been a it's been a lot different than what we normally have done, and I think it's really preparing us for the season. You know, mentally being challenged. Um, you know, just trying to get the best out of us and preparing us for the season. And we're really appreciative for that, and hopeful for a really well for a really good season. Well, you guys have uh, a lot of expectations, I know, within-house. You guys have a high standard for excellence, and I know you're excited and kind of chomping at the bit to, to get started in this conference and seeing, you know, the pomp and circumstance that comes with Media Day. was. I was talking to Patrick, like I said, and he said that it was kind of like a starstruck moment. You walk into Cowboy Stadium and you see all the lights and all the cameras and stuff. Is it kind of a cool moment for you to see something like this? Oh, for sure. I mean, this is a really cool or, I mean, event. It's really well organized, you know. This is where we want to be. This is where we've been wanting to be, and I'm glad that we're here. You know, this is a position that I'm very thankful for. I'm sure that Patrick's very thankful for this uh, opportunity, and, you know, this is where we want to be playing at in the championship. 
So, I mean, that's where our eyes are, but, you know, got to take it day by day, week by week, prepare for your next opponent, can't look forward, can't look past the next opponent. Anytime, you know, you're preparing for that, that team, it's all about that team. And, you know, that's what's uh, our goal is, you know, to win every week, win every rep. I love it. Now, before I let you go, I do this thing called three and out. Just three quick questions, and then we'll send you on your way. I know as an offensive lineman, three and outs are like the worst thing, but I promise these ones are good. But uh, you you mentioned this is where you guys want to be. This is where the championship game is, the new league, all the lights and all the craziness that comes with this this venue. What's the number one thing this team has to focus on to end up here in December? Well, just like I said, I mean, discipline. We've got to be a disciplined team. Cut the penalties. You know, push each other, motivate each other. Even during adverse times, we really got to, you know, just lock in and be, you know, efficient in what we do. And, you know, be there for one another. We can't be bickering at each other. We just got to be, you know, next play, next play. No matter what, if you mess up, you got to think about the next play because you're not going to ever get that play back. Simple as that. All right, next question on the three and out here. What Big 12 stadium are you most excited to play at this year? Honestly, UH. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's our first year in the Big 12, as uh, cliche as it is. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to play at UH, you know. Uh, but away games, probably Kansas State. I like it. I'm a Kansas guy. I don't know if you knew that, but I'm I'm right down the road from Manhattan. So if you're there, I'll be there, and I'll be selfishly cheering you on. I, my, like, toxic trait, quote-unquote, is, like, every interview that I do, I become a fan of that guy and that team. So I'll be rooting for you. But the last thing I have, for games like that, that you're jacked up for, you're excited, you're getting ready to go out on the field. I know guys listen to music, things like that. How do you get in the zone and, and ready to play? Uh, you know, I got my my uh, my little group or music uh, playlist, and you know, I'll play different things. Honestly, sometimes I'll even play like some some like uh, songs where it's just literally piano playing. You know, try to get a peace of mind, uh, be you know focused because you know listen to all these all these words and stuff. Sometimes you really can't focus and lock in. But if I'm really trying to get in the zone, you know, I'm gonna probably listen to some 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 rock music or I'll listen to some uh, some money back, some some rap music, but you know, uh, just got I got a different. I'm I'm very diverse in my music, so I, like I listen it. to a lot of things. Me too. I I can relate to that. But Jack, thank you so much for the time today, man. Welcome to the Big Twelve. We're excited to see you guys, uh, what you accomplished this year, and I'll be rooting for you. Thank you so much. All right, Jack Freeman, senior. Center for the Houston Cougars here on In the Zone. That interview brought to you by your Salina Police Department, who offers exciting career opportunities. Make a great living while protecting your community. Visit joinsalinapd.com for more information. That's joinsalinapd.com.
final segment of In the Zone today as we continue working through the last little bit of our Big 12 football media days audio. This one was a very fun conversation. I was sitting next to a group of guys from Sikkim 365 and the 365 Sports Network. So if you're unfamiliar, they cover a lot of the Baylor Bears, obviously, hence the Sikkim name. Uh, but they do a great job of covering just all things sports and, and Texas and Big 12 centric and like all around that and they were talking to every coach and and every player that they could get their hands on and I was just in awe of their entire setup you know they had these big cameras and uh, it was a multiple team crew you know I was by myself so it was kind of imposing to sit next to these guys, but they know their stuff, and I got to know some of them really well throughout the the two days. You know, you sit next to them for you know two different ten hour settings. You're you're gonna get to know them pretty darn well. But uh, I, I finally said, hey. Why don't one of you sit down with me and we talk some Baylor Bears? And that's exactly what Grayson Grunhofer did. And, and Grayson, you know, to his credit, answered all of my questions. And some of them might be a little silly questions, like the, the blatantly obvious. But I just don't know a ton about the Baylor Bears. And I know that a lot of our listeners might be interested to learn about them. And, and again, Grayson Grunhafer did a great job of, of kind of laying it all out for us and explaining their situation and talking about where Baylor goes from here after last season and where Dave Aranda thinks this, this program is heading. So really enjoyed this talk with him. I hope you enjoy listening to it as well. But again, this is Sikkim 365 and the 365 Sports Network's Grayson Grunhafer here on In The Zone. Welcome back to In the Zone today here on 1150 KSAL. Jackson Schneider live at Big 12 Football Media Days. Pleased to be joined now by Grayson Grunhafer of Sikkim365.com, our resident Baylor expert just by circumstance. You guys are right next to me, and I've been thinking, oh, should I ask someone, should I ask someone? Finally, I toughened up and I asked, and I I think I hit the jackpot because they were all saying, you know more Baylor than just about anybody. Yeah, so I mean, I've been covering the Baylor Beat for about six years now. I'm the co-editor uh, at Sikkim 365. So, you know, my focus is pretty much all on Baylor. And then I do some college football stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an exciting time being here at Big 12 Media Days. And yeah, getting to talk to you about Baylor, uh, definitely in my wheelhouse. Well, let's, let's talk about those Baylor Bears. Last year, a little bit of a step back, a challenging year after having won the Big 12 the year prior and in this very stadium even. But uh, what do the Baylor Bears look like right now? What's the expectation coming off of last year with Coach Aranda back and the Bears trying to build back up to a return here to AT&T Stadium? I mean, it's one of those things in the Big 12, right, where, you know, in 2021, they won a lot of close games and they were able to come through, get the close wins. And then that got them to the Big 12 championship game, which they won. But then last year, the injury luck turned. And part of that was in large part due to the defense taking a step back and then inconsistent quarterback play. And so uh, when you put all that together, it led to the kind of their struggles, I think. But going into this year, you know, they have eight home games, four road games, the schedule turned again, which has been typical uh, for Baylor during the odd years because they made the Big 12 championship in 2019, won it in 2021, and now the schedule turns once again uh, in league play. So I I would say that the expectations are pretty high, honestly. I I think they're picked right in the middle of the Big 12. I think they're sixth, um, but pretty clearly above, you know, the bottom teams in the league. Um, So, yeah, I I mean, I think there's a lot of optimism that they're going to uh, rebound nicely. Well, Baylor has been kind of the, one of the classes of the Big 12 the last several years with what they've been able to build and, and 
off of what Matt Rule had in his success before he made the leap to the NFL. And now it seems like Dave Aranda's really hitting his stride. I mean, he's been here a few years, been getting established, and, and it seems like he's found a comfortable spot. Have you seen him and the program kind of gain in that comfortability just with him being around now for a few more seasons and, and getting settled with some of the big dogs in the rest of the league. Definitely, and I think a big thing for Dave Aranda was, you know, he was a defensive coordinator forever, and so he really had to, I think, step into a situation that was comfortable for him, but also step into a situation where he was able to find himself, right, and find his voice and really just kind of figure out what exactly he needed, the secret ingredients to building a great program, and we've seen that. I mean, They've had different offensive coordinators. They've had a, a different defensive coordinator now as uh, they switch from Ron Roberts to Matthew Pallage this offseason. Uh, Pallage coming back after being at Baylor during the first years uh, under Dave Randa. He went to Oregon, and now he's back. So, I mean, he's proven that he's willing to make changes. And if he doesn't think things are going right with his program, he's going to make a change. And I think last year was kind of the first time where – you know, the locker room, the culture was kind of put into question a little bit. And he mentioned that multiple times during the season that, you know, their leadership was not where it needed to be. The The culture in the locker room wasn't where it needed to be. And I think he took the steps to fixing that immediately this offseason, which, with, you know, you look at it, it's big additions in the transfer portal. It's changing up the uh, coaching staff and, and really just making a, a big effort to try to fix that. Well, of those changes in the transfer portal, who are maybe some of the big names that our Big 12 fans in Kansas need to be on the lookout for? So, I mean, everyone's going to look at Baylor and they're going to look at the fact that they're losing so much on the offensive line. And I think that's been talked about a ton, but what people are kind of missing a little bit are transfer portal additions, which are the Barrington brothers, who both are coming from BYU, uh, Clark and Campbell Barrington. Both are older guys. You know, I think Clark's like 25 and Campbell's 24. So older guys who are ready to come in and contribute immediately. And then also Eric Mateos. I mean, he was up for the Georgia offensive line yeah. job a year ago. So he's one of the best in the business. So fixing that was kind of one of the biggest things going into the offseason, and they did that. The other area was wide receiver. And they went out and got Arkansas transfer Keytron Jackson, who I don't think many people are talking about because everyone looks at Baylor and it's like a run, it's a run first team, right? And they're going to run the football, establish themselves there. But I think if you miss out on seeing a guy like that and his transfer impact that it could have at Baylor, I mean, it could be massive because simply put, their receivers were not good enough last year. And anytime Monterey Baldwin was hurt, which happened a lot, they took huge steps backwards in the passing game. So those are a few of the key transfers. They also got Dominic Richardson from Oklahoma State to add to their running back core uh, with him and Richard Reese. So there's a lot of excitement. They went out and made some key additions, I think, especially on the offense side of the ball. Again, our guest is Grayson Grunhafer from Sikkim365.com. As we're at Big 12 Football Media Days, Grayson, you, you mentioned some of those transfers. The thing that sticks out to me is some of them are now in-conference transfers. You mentioned from BYU and from Oklahoma State. Has that become more common in your covering of college sports? Have you started to notice the interconference transferring? It really has, and it goes both ways, right, where you're, like, losing a guy to a conference rival and you're kind of thinking to yourself, wow, that that's crazy that you're going to have to play them the very next year. Uh, but then it also helps. You know, it helps teams as well. And also, I mean, what better place to scout 
a guy than a guy you actually get to play against. And so I think that's been beneficial for a lot of teams in the conference, including Baylor this year and also Baylor in basketball. Jalen Bridges transferred from West Virginia to Baylor. So, I mean, it's happening a lot more. Am I a big fan of it? No, I, I don't think that that should be happening, but I also understand it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird situation, right, because I feel like players should have the freedom to go just about anywhere in most situations because, from my perspective, coaches get to. So fair is fair, but you bring that interconference aspect into it, and it kind of just makes things a little bit weird, gives you a weird taste in your mouth. It you absolutely know? does, and it, it just brings up the the conversation of, you know, when did they start talking? When when did this occur? You know, when when were these conversations unfolding? What what was said? It's just all those little things that just kind of make you uh, just go, I don't know if I like this or not. So I understand that for sure. But again, it's going to continue to happen. And you're, you're exactly right, though. Players getting the opportunity to do that, that means a lot for coaches and it should for the players as well. Now, as we look at this new I guess new look Big 12 with the four new additions this year. There are a few more that, that Baylor's maybe more, I guess, used to, should I say, with BYU. Not only with the transfer there, but having played them last season. So does that give Baylor a bit of an advantage in knowing what to expect when you get to some of these new faces? Does it help them at all to be a little more familiar, or is it still kind of just a crapshoot with whatever we're going to get from these four new teams? Yeah, I mean, I think it would if Baylor was playing BYU this year, but I think the conference strategically did that, <laughs> right? Because they had yeah. just played them two years in a row, and uh, both teams won one in that um, I guess you'd call it, you know, mini emerging rivalry, I guess, <laughs> potentially. But yeah, the new schools, it's really interesting. Baylor's going to play the other three. <clears throat> so they got to go to UCF uh, this year. They're going to go to Cincinnati and then they get Houston at home. So I'm very intrigued by it. Um, I, I don't personally think that the new schools are going to have huge seasons. I think UCF might be the one who you could target as, hey, you know, they could maybe compete for a Big 12 championship in year one, maybe. Uh, but the other schools, I, I'm not really sure I see them as set up for success this year. Uh, but that's life in the Big 12 and, and trying to bring a new roster in without having the depth uh, that you really need in this conference early, I think is going to be a test for each and every one of these new schools. Again, Grayson Grunhafer is our guest, Sikkim365.com. Got just a few quick hitter questions to, to send you out here. I call them my three and out. First question, of those new teams, what is the one that you are looking most forward to visiting? And I, I would guess, since you probably have already been to BYU, is it a different one on that list? It's 1,000% UCF. I'm a, uh, I'm a big Disney and Universal oh, yeah. guy. Love it. Absolutely love it. Orlando's a great place. Been going there since I was young. So uh, I'm excited. I'm definitely going to the game this year when Baylor travels to Orlando. And uh, I'll be excited to spend a, maybe an extra day or two on either end just to go visit Disney. And of course, you know, it's the bounce house. So I'm excited to see that environment because Provo was awesome a year ago. I bet. I've seen the pictures. That's, mm. that's the first on my list. I want to see that stadium with the mountains in the backdrop. It looks oh, incredible. Yeah. But uh, UCF certainly high on that list as well. Now, the second question is the newcomers in this league. You already kind of mentioned you think UCF might be the best to succeed right away. But five years from now, of those four new ones, who do you think is, I guess, the most successful in the Big 12 Conference here on the football field? 
you know, a lot of that has to do with coaching, in my opinion. And so trying to project who's going to stay long term is going to be a little tough. But what I would say is I still think it's UCF. I think they're in a great position to take advantage of the recruiting aspect, while also uh, I think they just it's a program that has a lot of confidence and a lot of swagger in my eyes as far as what they can do on the national level. And so I think that's why many people probably say that. And I would as well. I just think they're in a great position to take advantage of this move. All right. And the last one is where can our listeners find your work and and, uh, make sure to get you followed on all the socials as well. Right. So, of course, we got the 365 Sports YouTube page. Um, I do a lot of content for our our crystal ball college football portion of that. And then, of course, Sikkim365.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Gray Grundhafer. I tweet mainly about Baylor, but some Big 12 as well and other sports uh, in that regard. But, yeah, that's where you can find me. And uh, I really appreciate it. It's exciting day. Yeah, it is great for us to be able to sit here and chat with you. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk some Baylor Bears with us. Absolutely. Thanks. All right. Grayson Grunhafer, Sikkim365.com on our Big 12 Media Days coverage brought to you by Affordable Transportation. At Affordable Transportation in Solana, they make your car buying easier. If you're ready for a nicer, newer ride, see what Affordable Transportation can provide at ATCAuto.com. That's ATCAuto.com.